bells rung, and welcome to another edition of the Icon Showdown Podcast. I'm your trusty host, Enan Hennigan, and with me today again is the Fantarbularg, Scott Allen. How are you doing today, Scott? Uh, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I can tell, I can tell. It's ooze, you're oozing, you're emanating excitement. That's also a fake uh, word, right? I'm not retarded. Which one? Fantabulard? Yeah, that's not real. Well, neither is Fantabulous, but now that's in the uh, title of the new Harley Quinn movie. So, fake words become real words. Look at it that uh, way. Reality's um, breaking down. Yeah, I know. We are we are breaking down as a civilization as a whole. Nevertheless, here we are to break down the year 2007, I want to say. Have we made it to seven, or is this eight? No, this is seven. 2007, where we're going to be showdowning the two most uh, notable horror films of that year. And as we do, um, we're only focusing on originals or notable reboots, which is the case for this year. We're going to be talking about Rob Zombie's reboot of Halloween, despite the fact that it's a Harvey Weinstein production, as well as Stephen King's The Mist, which should be exciting. Uh, we're going to break it down in, in terms of the same criteria as we do. The antagonist, the ensemble, the surviving characters, the settings, the deeper meanings, and the fright factor. Right off the bat, Scott, I want you to acknowledge your bias here tonight. Yeah, I love The Mist. So. Oh, Isn't yeah. it your favorite movie of all time? Uh, not a favorite horror movie. Uh, I will say, if this doesn't win, I probably won't do another show. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I- I'm going to say that Zombies Halloween is going to at least try to take it on. And... I like The Mist probably better as a whole moving into this, but when we break it down in terms of an objective sense of these categories, you never know. You never know. So let's not go into this thinking it's a foregone conclusion, even though The Mist is pretty badass. Um, We like to talk about the one that was released first, which was Rob Zombie's Halloween, August 31st of that year. And, of course, The Mist was released that following November. So let's talk about the antagonist. What do you think about this incarnation of... Michael Myers. We get to see him in a way we've never seen him before. What did you think about it? I do remember when it first came out, I liked it. I was like, yeah, this is good. And then I realized, yo, dude, that was almost more than a decade ago. And I saw it again today, and I was like, no, you know what? I'm not impressed. Really? I kind of had the opposite feeling. When I initially saw it in the theater, I was not as impressed. When I watched it last night, I was like, shit, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying this. Um, what 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 turned you off from it? I, I I'm not sure. I feel like I, I, a lot of it had to do with that we had just seen uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, which I did enjoy, and I felt like it was something new. And mm-hmm. I I just I feel like he sold out with this, and he just he, everything that made him a good director, he kind of just bypassed. It seemed like he fucking Hollywood it, and well. I mean, I know what you're saying. It doesn't have the same sort of unique stylistic choices that are made in House of a Thousand Corpses. But to me, uh, with the exception of the end sequence, which really bothers me when he is chasing uh, Strode through that house, that, that was my biggest issue with it. But in terms of the antagonist, getting a sense of what made Michael Myers Michael Myers, he wrote this. I think it's it's a valid concept of what would have made a serial killer like Michael Myers happen in a way we hadn't seen before. Are you going to take away from our origin story? No, I I mean, one of the best parts of the original was, I mean, oh man, the very beginning, because it, it was all uh, POV from the killer, and you had no idea until they unmasked him, like, oh, wait, that was a kid? Holy crap. Uh, and, you know, obviously you can't do that again with the remake because everyone already knows. Right. So you kind of had a, you kind of had to do that. But it did kind of take away some of the, the fun. Of it. The it, mystery? It, it, you prefer the mystery? Because ultimately we see him get bullied. We see him in an abusive home. We see the strange relationship he has with his baby daughter, which plays into I the, the latter it. half of the movie. Like, I get why why he did it. And it was cool. And you did. It was a, a more in-depth look into why he was what he was. But there was just something special about that first one that I guess it, that would make this a proper f- reboot because it did change it enough where it's almost a different movie. Yes, I like the kid actor too. Uh, I think it's uh, Daig Farch is his name, which is a strange name. Uh, sounds almost Irish. But I felt like I, not necessarily related, I don't need to be shackled here. Um, but I understood why he did what he did when it came down to it. He had his older sister, who was not very nice to him, 
his mom was kind of the only sort of sympathetic character that he had in his life that actually cared about him. But she was dealing with a son who was a monster. I mean, even even before that, he, he's he's hard to relate with. But I don't know. I love I love the first Halloween. It's hard to beat the first Halloween, but we have no context for why he does what he does. And I got to tell you, I really appreciated understanding the villain more, especially when most of the protagonists are just fucking they're meat for the grinder, you know? Yeah. I mean, they were all dark characters. I mean, you had a couple of uh, nice people in there like uh, Machete. What, what is his name? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have it in front um, of me, and I'm not looking. Machete. Uh, what is his name? I don't know. That's escaping me right now, too. Uh, yeah. I is should it? know that name. Yeah. Sadly, it's not, like, directly on the cast list here. Oh, I don't think it is. Uh, for shame. Um, nevertheless, Danny you know Trejo. What? Danny Trejo. Yes. Danny Trejo. Thank is he the on good the, Lord. Is he on the list? Zuh. Um, okay, but before we move on from this antagonist, because I do like that we get a backstory for him, what is Michael Myers' motivation? Why does he kill? Don't you think we got more of a sense of his motivation than ever before? Kind of. Well, uh, he he probably is is just a, a psychopath, right? I mean, he doesn't really have it, because you know it was a boring scene, man. It this was a lot more boring than I was expecting it to be, or that I remembered it being. Really. But, it was, especially the first half. I mean, huh. with the whole interview with Loomis, I just I, I really didn't care that much. I feel like he didn't go. They didn't really go into psychology as much as I feel like he should have. I agree with you there, but I didn't necessarily find it boring. I would have liked to see more of the psychoanalysis, especially well, since that's such a huge plot point later on. I, with his I feel book. like it, it it took away a lot when the kid. He, he, maybe he was pretending he didn't remember he murdered everybody. You know? Oh, I didn't do that. Didn't you like that? No, didn't that make him scarier? Know. Do you want I to think it would have been more scary if he, yeah, I did that, but I don't care. The fact that he didn't remember, again, I don't know if he was just being a kid and being like, no, I didn't do that, but he did. He's just, you know, he knows what he, he should say. But I, I don't know. Just, meh, 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 meh. What I found interesting about this is I didn't see it as much as we see Michael Myers before about, like, sexual gratification. Um, I didn't feel like it was tied to, like, a perversity in the way that maybe the first Halloween is. Um, because he, well, he I feel like a, he was killing more indiscriminately in this version of Halloween, and it really didn't have anything to do with sex at all. Did you see that? Uh, I almost felt like it was more. I don't remember there being like more. a sexual okay. gratification with him in the first one, in the original. I didn't feel like he had sexualized his sister, plural, in this one, in the way that he did in that first one, because he's wearing that mask looking through the window at his sister, right? Being a little sexualized in, in a way that we don't really... I mean... I mean, he did go into the room and actually feel his sister up a little bit in this one, though. Like, he ran his fingers along her thigh. That's true. That's true. Uh, that That's was far more point. sexual than... I mean, maybe not. I just, just looking through the window. More voyeuristic. This one was less voyeuristic, more interactive in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, I still don't see him having a lot of sexual, other than that first part in, in the rest of the movie. Does he identify as a girl in this one? Because we have his long hair... Is there any? Is is this Michael Myers no. a little more feminine? No, not at all. I didn't get that at all. I think he just the actor just kind of looked girlish. Okay. Think, Do you yeah. like the fact that this both the kid and the adult version of Michael Myers had long hair in terms of the aesthetics here? Uh, that I think that was just a, a Rob Zombie thing. I think he just okay. loves dudes with long hair. I think could be. It's just so uh, grungy, yeah. and it makes sense. I mean, why he doesn't really care about himself, so he, why is he going to cut his hair? Did you like the new Michael Myers mask? Because it still was like an homage to the initial, but it was a little grittier, a little bluer. What did you think about it? Uh, it was, I mean, I didn't really know. I, no, I noticed it was more cracked. It just seemed more like, let's make his mask look old and gringy and dirty kind of thing. I thought it was more scary, personally. It looked more skin-like. What I didn't get was, he, he pulled the mask and the knife out of a floorboard. Who, did he, who hid the mask and the knife? In a floorboard. Was it a floorboard? I thought it was like a chest or something, some sort no, of. No, it was like in the floor or something, like in the attic. So he had just hit it. Well, who did though? He had it on him. Did, did he hide it? Did he, he did because he used though he used those to kill his sister. Yeah, remember but did he it have was any her of those? sister's boyfriend's mask. Yeah, I know that. But did he hide it then? Like when he was a kid in the house before he got arrested? Like he picked up the kid and was like, "I'm gonna hide this shit real quick." He put it in the thing and. Was he I would say so. If if we're talking about a sexualized Michael Myers who's really obsessed with like these kind of like incestuous murders, right? 
then it would make sense that that is the most profound mask to him, the one that he murdered his family and sister. So he would want to. So you think this kid had the the foresight to hide his murder weapon in the mask? That kid, yeah. That's why I like seeing I like seeing a a more of a semblance of who that kid was. Yeah. Well, then how do you think he would hide it? How do you think they? I mean, this is CSI shit. But how, how how did they know he did it if they couldn't find? The knife. First off, it was a knife. Like, mm. uh, covered in blood. Really... I mean, he what, was covered in blood, to... but I mean, he didn't say he did it, right? So, like, what? They have no murder weapon. I mean, that's a point. It would it would have been nice to see how they pick him up and and put him in the asylum to begin with. Yeah, we don't get a sense of that. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Do we hear him talk at all? We do as a kid, right? We never hear him yeah, talk he talks as a lot. an adult. He talks a lot when he was a kid, which was, you know, he never talked in the first one, even as a kid. Um, this is the first, I think this might be the first time he actually did talk. He never talked in any of the prior uh, versions of the of the movie, right? I don't think, Does it, ever? No, I don't think so either. Does it take away from how scary he is to hear him talk even as a kid? No, I think that you needed to have him talk i mean you kind of yeah, had to because yeah. they're showing a progression of how i mean this is more about how he became uh michael myers than anything else i feel like fair okay so when we're looking at michael myers we know that it's not necessarily an original character but looking at it as a reboot as a reinvention of michael myers do you feel like what they did with this psycho kid turned psycho killer was there anything original there did rob zombie bring his own spice to Maniacal super killer? Kind of. He had the... I feel like he loves just dirty people, like white trash. Like the dad was white trash, the mom kind of was, the sister kind of was. I think he definitely... That was his spin on it. I just feel like he has a thing against white trash, which, I mean, some of my favorite people are white trash. He knows what it is. Um, We talked about this before, but Rob Zemney has that Joe Rogan interview. He says the first night that he moved to Chicago, he saw a man murdered by the cops. So... Um, oh, that's going to play into your psyche, certainly. Um, okay, let's pop over then. Let's talk about The Mist. Who is the big bad in The Mist? I mean, technically the government, but the monsters. Technically, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess the, the monsters are who they're fucking. The Mist. Well, The Mist itself is not sentient, right? Uh, no. It, mm, Yes and no. I mean, if the mist actually came... Do you think it sends signals came, to the monsters within the mist when it feels a biological being? No, no. I think what what I was... I was doing a little bit of research on it, but it seems like in the book, and uh, what makes sense is the fact that the mist came from the other world, and that their world just is mist, so none of them really have... They can't see, so they are, they're all oh. kind of based on smell, mostly. How do they procreate? Uh... They smell the crotch. What do you mean? I don't they know. They find one another, and they just happen to be the same species. Yeah, uh, how, that's yeah, I mean, a problem bats for me. Do I guess bats can see technically, but they, you know, they do echolocation. But they find each other. Blind things Fair. find each other. Yeah, that's a good Sounds, point. That is a good point. Smell. You compare them to bats. I'm with you there. Um, so beyond the actual mist itself, which was your favorite monster within it? Did any of them have any sinister desires or motivations beyond? Just no, meat? no. I think all of them were yeah, either just meat. Um, what about the big mosquitoes? Were they eating those people? No, no. The mosquitoes, which I, I love the fact that they threw those in there because it was just kind of creating this, uh, this it, it, it emphasized the world that they came from where these little bugs didn't, I mean, they did kill, but they're like bees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so they're just more there for those, uh, the, the, the pterodactyl, miniature pterodactyl looking things to eat, right? So it's like, they kind of showed a... Oh, a circle of life. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so they kind of brought that into this from an outside world where those bugs aren't really that big of they're huge and they have big stingers and they can kill you, but those bugs weren't actually going after the people. Uh, it was just they were more there for the food for the other animals. So like each animal kind of. Oh, interesting. You know I mean? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the food chain sort of situation. Yeah. Food chain. Just there I was thinking of the word food chain. For the for the bigger ducks to have something to champ on. They yeah. just can't help but be aggressive living so in the I think in that, the fucking I think that white fleshed out nonsense. that other world a little bit more for people. Uh, what was your favorite monster? Because we got so many antagonists in this, but you're absolutely right. The military is our ultimate antagonist. They're trying to do military experiments that opens a rift into another dimension where there are these horrific creatures that break through. Before, before I ask you what your favorite monster was in it, who, do you believe uh, the logic behind this that ultimately is Stranger Things, right? This is Stranger Things version 1.0? Yeah, what, what I had read was 
because I think the Arrowhead Project was in another. I mean, Stephen King loves to kind of mix his worlds up. You know what I mean? They 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 all kind of connect. It's almost like one universe. And I guess the Arrowhead Project was maybe in another story or something similar to it, where scientists were trying to create a way to uh, uh, tra- uh what is it like go through wormholes, right? To like transport themselves. Oh. So it's more of a way to like transport themselves between the world or something. And uh, what happened was they were they opened up like a little window to experiment with and then a storm hit and uh, I think uh, it kind of fucked up what they were doing and it, it made it open up and which brought everything in okay what was stranger what things was meets Jurassic Park sure <laughs> why not uh, did you buy it is it something that you are scared by just in conceit no in I don't initial- think that, that could actually happen do I think the government's working on it oh, yeah, absolutely and if they did, it probably wouldn't be creatures. It'd be like... Other know. versions of us. I believe yeah. more in that. Multidimensional. Yeah, clowns with feet coming out of their heads, tickling each other's... Whatever. Yeah, it could be. It's going to be weird, whatever it is. What about this? Okay, all right. Back to that question of your favorite monster in it. I think that... I mean, the scariest one were the, were the spiders, but I think my favorite one was the one at the end, that 40, 60, 200-foot... Yeah creature at the very kind of, end was did you see that, that movie me monsters from the same guy who's doing godzilla now it's just called monsters it kind of looked like those if you've seen that one if not I you actually check i have it not seen cool. i have not seen the new godzilla you, you only see it at the end of this film monsters from the same director as the new godzillas uh, but it, it, it's very reminiscent of that and they rip off myths but that's kind of my point the originality of this had we seen anything like this prior to 2007's the mist I don't think so. I mean, I don't. Mm, I mean, probably. I mean, there's so many horror movies that I haven't seen, and there's some that I Not have. Like but yeah, this, they make though. they make the big fog. Bugs. What's in the fog? What eats people in the fog? Because oh, that's going to be the closest ripoff. They were skeletons, I think, like uh, old. Uh, Does the fog just like tear people apart? Just disintegrates? No, no. The f- content, I, I don't think so. I think the fog was. Um, was it pirates or like dead pirates or something like that? Really? I think there's a, okay. Was there a boat in there? That. But in terms of that aesthetic, the fog, the mist, you got that similar thing. But I do feel like there's some unique monsters in here, like the mosquitoes we talked about. Spiders are reminiscent of Lord of the... Or not Lord of the Flies, but um, Lord of the Rings. You see that sort of thing there. Or Princess Bride, right? That's a less original. But I do think that big dog that you talked about um, at the end is pretty original. And I also think... is That's not the same as the like squid beast that kills the little mechanic dude at the top, right? Or, I'm sorry, the um, he's the bag boy, right? Rips the skin off the bag boy. Uh, you mean the who came the in first through the scene. garage door? Yes, with the garage door. No, I think that might. I think it was different because that creature was two hundred feet tall at the end, and those tentacles were one hundred fifty feet off the ground. Like unless he was okay. on his stomach trying to get in, there's yeah. no way. And those tentacles, I don't think were that long. I, it could have been another creature, maybe like worms or leeches or something. I think it was just a creature we didn't see where it came from, or they could just have been individual creatures. Uh, who knows? Um, the diversity of creatures is original, though. You got to give it. Yeah, that, they have a lot. Right? There's actually a few they didn't put. There's some in the book that they didn't put in there, and there was some that they had made, but they didn't end up putting into the final movie. Oh, wow. Anything notable? Uh, they had like centipedes, and they they had actually planned out and were going to put in, but I uh, just didn't. Like, so for gonna, the most part, these are all insects, right? The mist yeah. host. I mean, I think they were going insectoid. for just like a wildlife. Yeah, you know, big spiders birds creatures stuff that you can kind of make out and be like that kind of looks like a bug that kind of looks like a pterodactyl or a bird. right nothing warm-blooded do we see ever uh i do, i don't know their temperatures i don't think so i think they seem like they're all cold-blooded because even that big thing at the end is spider-like right yeah i mean definitely had he was yeah like like a big fucking medusa yeah with, with four legs and like nine elbows on each Right. Arm and leg. Let's rank them, pentagram-wise, in terms of the antagonist. What are we given this new incarnation of Michael Myers? Mm, I mean, are, are we comparing it to the original? Because the original gets a four for sure. No, just as it's as it's up. Uh, I I give him a th- I give him a three. Thank you, thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, okay, so the mist monsters. I love him, man. I, 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 I three five. You can't four. give it more than a three five, right? Why can't I give more than a three five? 
You want to give it a four? Oh, Don't you think uh, the fact that they are varied alone gives it a, a 0.5 ding? Is there, why would I give them a ding? Because it's multiple antagonists, and it's hard to really be scared of, of multiple things, you know what I mean? No. Versus, If anything, you should give the, uh, the mist, right? Everything that comes out of the mist should be its own thing. The mist itself. The mist itself. And the ambiguity of the mist. Did you yeah. try and watch that TV show at all? I did. I, I got through maybe six episodes. It's terrible. Yeah, it wasn't great. Shame. I'll so tell you what. I'm going to give it a four with you. I'm going to give it a four. Thank you. Why not? Thank you. Um, let's move on to the ensemble of Halloween. Uh, here we go. We're going to talk about Sherry Moon again. You and me here. What did you think about Sherry Moon Zombie as the mother of Michael Myers? She definitely annoyed me. Uh, <laughs> she. She's did just she not, create a new character? She's not great. She did. She definitely did. She was. She did. She's actually right? trying this time, yes. which I'll give her those points. Still didn't really work for me. She there's definitely moments where you could tell she was really, really trying to act. But uh, I mean, she wasn't trying to be bubbly, which was cool. She was actually trying to be just a an actual mom who just she's a stripper mom, you know. Yeah, so she has I get to have it. some sort of like absurd feminism to her to get those dollars. I feel like um, my mom would have been a stripper if she had a better chance. I don't know. I, oh. It's yeah, whatever. <laughs> like I got it and it was good and I didn't hate it. I I find it. I found it more enjoyable than most of the things she, she's done but it was also she was in there quick man she was just in there for a few True. scenes she's only in the first act of three pretty much yeah. um, i mean that's we, a have, point. we gotta talk about larry what's her name strug what's her name oh laurie strode oh, yeah man. which is interesting we have our first laurie strode that's outside of jamie lee curtis is the only other person as far as i know that plays laurie strode and i do like the context in which they've made this laurie strode as his younger sister that he was separated She's always from been her sister, I think. Murder. Wasn't she? I don't think so. I mean, not in the Maybe original. In the original, I don't think she was supposed to be the sister, but in, in that universe, they did come out, like in the fourth one, the third one, I think, that it... That they were related? She was That's her, interesting. Yeah, that they were I don't related. remember that at all. They did come out I know later. he kills his sister in that first incarnation from the 70s, but to me, this is the first one where he has a reason to be going after Laurie Strode that's not arbitrary or is attracted to Jamie Lee Curtis sort of thing. There's no sort of like... Just rando attractionness there, which I felt like was in the first two, right? No, just obsession. I think this one. I think this one. Uh, I think this one was just trying to combine the story from the originals. Okay, you know what I mean? Because yeah, it did come out later that I think they were related. So I think this is why this one threw all that stuff in there immediately. Like you know, you know, he was a kid, so let's go into that, and then you know, Larry Strode's supposed to be the sister, so let's put that in there, which is why they threw the baby in there. Fair. Um, we'll talk more acutely about Scout Taylor Compton as Laurie Strode when we get to the surviving characters, but just as a whole, did you like her? Laurie Strode? No. She was annoying as shit. You didn't like this Laurie Strode? Couldn't stand her. That's I mean, she fair. was nothing like the original. She was just kind of a... <clears throat> her acting bugged me a little bit. I, she just seemed to... I mean, this was 2007, but she still seemed like a Instagram <laughs> Yes. I will model. give you that. She definitely seemed really... Artificial. She is an only child, though. And as we find out later, no, she was not. adopted. She was not an only child. Did Does she, she know that, though? No. Brother, sister? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't count, you can't count yeah. those dead folks. You can. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't love her, but I didn't hate her at all. Um, who's your favorite? Who stuck out to you? You know who was the sheriff, don't you? Uh, oh, explain it to me. My Brad Dorif, also known as Chucky. Oh yeah, kick ass. Yes, who also plays Dracula's henchman and and Bram Stoker's Dracula. This guy is makes the rounds when it comes to horror, and he always creates a unique character. And I did like the sheriff. I like that he gives Malcolm McDowell Samuel Loomis some shit, especially because I think Malcolm McDowell is a strong actor. I just feel like this part is not conducive to being a good actor. It's not written in a way where you could ever pull it off. Did you like our Doctor Samuel Lewis in this? No, I didn't. I think it's a hard role to pull off. Even the new one that came out last year, 2018, that is such a hard part to take seriously. You just want to see him die um, I, every time. I feel like he acted it too seriously, which kind of drove me nuts. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, especially yes, when I he do. was talking to him and being like, you're my best friend. Whoa, why did I say that? That's so weird. Like, it was just, uh, I didn't like it. I did like, again, Machete. I think he was my favorite. <laughs> Danny Trejo's None. always great. He's like, Mikey, I was good to you, right before he gets his face smashed in with a TV. Yeah, loved it, man. Uh, 
Like yeah. he's, he was the one person who died, and I was like, oh, don't kill him. Don't you kill him. Dick. Which you had Did to, he? Though. Okay, here's my question to you. Did he kill the girl that was being abused by the two guards when they bring him into his room when he breaks out to begin when he breaks out to begin with, those two guards that have been harass, harassing toward him bring in a new patient, a female patient, and they're sexually violating her in front of him. Does he kill her too? I I doubt it. We don't see I, it. It seems like he killed people either because they annoyed him or because he needed something from them and i don't think that girl did either of those two does michael myers ever kill a kid i i don't think so i think he's a lot like jason he had i don't think two jason ever kid, kids right kid for either. the plucking in this right yeah i don't think he did again it's like he doesn't know them they never offended him and you know i i don't think he because when you know the those two guys were raping him, I think they killed those two, not because they were being loud, obnoxious, and calling them names. I think it was more like a they touched his masks, was pissed, which probably pissed mm. him off. And then two, they were just okay. being loud, obnoxious in his, in, in his room, and he's trying to make a mask. He's like, "Yo, I'm doing work here. <laughs> like, get he's out of my crafting. Go rape somewhere else. <laughs> like, I don't think he would have cared. Yeah. Well, it seemed to me like those guys were trying to entice him to be part of it. Was I wrong? No, I think they're yeah they're trying to get a rise out of him. They were also just mindless you know drunk hillbilly characters so fair uh, that is a good point um is there anybody else noticeable in there i really love the sheriff's daughter i want to see her in more stuff danielle harris is annie brackett she survives too why doesn't oh, yeah, he finish her off uh i don't again i, I think he, he she was in the way but i don't think she you know pissed him off or did she was just he, bait for his sister yeah, like I don't think he he's just like a mindless killer in this one. I think he just he has like an objective and if you're in the way, fuck, you're you're worth nothing. Interesting. Um, and I'm trying to think of like why he would have killed Trio's character. I think maybe cuz he did smash him with a TV, right? At the end that's he kind of did. I mean, died. ultimately Trejo was still keeping him locked up, you know. He he uh, did, but he was nice to him, I think. I don't, maybe it was like a metaphor for you know, TV like babysitter like like I yeah, my babysitter that is, he thing, is a babysitter yeah. of sorts. Yeah, maybe. A um, couple other ones I want to talk about really quick here. D. Wallace, ultimately E.T.'s mom, right? Oh no, E.T.'s. You know what's his what's his face? The kid in E.T.'s mom. Um, oh, that was as the nurse, her right? Mother. Was that the nurse? No, the this was her, and... the the mother of uh, Laurie Strode. Oh. Did you find her compelling? Were you did were you satisfied with her death? Yeah, she was. Yeah, that was fine. Like her, her she was good, was, right? Did I felt good. like the dynamic between the parents and the and the daughter Lori was decent. It was we got a little bit of backstory there, that was okay. Yeah, it was right. It was good. I mean, it, it seemed natural. Yeah. Right. Well, let's yeah. pop over to the ensemble of the Mist because I know you love this ensemble. Um, who's oh, your standouts? Man. Definitely the annoying. Oh man, I got to go back to the names. There's so many names in this. The I mean, Tom Jane hits pitch perfect, right? Tom Jane is our main character, David Drayton, the painter. Oh, that's funny. I love him uh, as an actor. Everything he's done, I've enjoyed. There are moments in this movie, though, where you can just tell, like, what are you tr- trying to do with your face? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, he'll look off in these weird ways, which it's still in the movie. I dig it, and I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's not, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I like him. Whatever. I, I can't yeah. take needles. Well, um, I think you have a point there. It's always Tom Jane. He never really creates a character. Even when he's the Punisher, I still feel like I see more Tom Jane there than Punisher. Yeah, it was... Why did... My computer just turned off for no reason. There we go. And, uh... You gotta admit, Marsha Gay Harden as the religious fanatic... I loved her. It's hard to beat. She's I, great, I, I right? loved her so much, I, I wanted her to die immediately. Absolutely. She did a great job. Yes. I There's a lot of people agree. in here that are actually in, uh, the... Walking uh, Dead. The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, um, specifically, who is it? Uh, it's not Lori Holden, is it? Yeah, Lori Holden is Amanda Dunfries, the teacher. The, the blonde. The, she was great. I, I enjoyed her. Uh, even the lady who gets out and then comes back at the end with her kids. Oh, um, yes. Uh, as well as Jeffrey DeMunn, who's in The Walking Dead as well. He's one of the four left in the car where everyone's killing each other at the end. Um, the old uh, guy, the old geezer. You definitely recognize him. Oh, is he the him? guy who had the bloody nose in the beginning? Yes, he's oh, great. He's, he might be my favorite character just because he's so funny. Because I want to make a, a t-shirt character. that says, uh, uh, they got John Lee. <laughs> like <laughs> The first thing I think of this movie, I think of John Lee, which is a character I've never seen. 
But John Lee, they got John Lee. They got John Lee. <laughs> and then when later, later in the scene, when he's because he always comes out from off screen to say something mm-hmm. profound and look chaotic about it. Yeah. And he's like, "Where are the fire extinguishers?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, he's great. He's actually the sheriff in the Blob. He he makes the rounds too, in terms oh, of yeah. horror. No, I, I you know who character. I like that's underrated, and he's he's always reminded me of uh, the the T one thousand from Terminator Two, the liquid metal one. He's like a look-alike of that guy, but it's uh, William Sadler. He was the belligerent mechanic, kind of the drunk. Uh, oh, no, I love him. He was in um, uh, another Stephen King movie, the uh, Shawshank Redemption, right? That's right. I love that guy. I think he's a strong character actor, and he really heightens the tension. He's one of those guys you don't know his name, but everyone knows his face for sure. What did you think about the kid? I liked him. Yeah, he was, I think he was good. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't on par with uh, uh, Pet Cemetery Kid, but no, I agree with you there. I think he was one of the weaker points of it. Andre Brower as the neighbor, the big city attorney. What do you think about him? Oh, I love him for this one thing. When I first saw this movie, I was like, I think this dude, when he was making his his sheet of how to act his character's background, that I think he is a closet homosexual and he's actually in love. With uh, David Drayton, Tom Jane, his neighbor, yeah. Especially in the beginning scene, you really get that because he's you know he's really pissed off. He never he doesn't have a wife. He doesn't mention a wife or kids. You know what I mean? And he comes at him and he's like, "Hey, we got to talk about this." He gets kind of, kind of mad and he's like, "Look, I think we should just change insurance information." And he the way right. he gets up, he's like, "Okay." Like he you see this like sexual attraction to him. He's like, "Okay, oh, okay, I maybe, think you're right." You're and right. even if you want to talk about that tree as a metaphor. Maybe like his heart on his Woody for David Drayton is split in two by that lightning. Boom. Uh, it's never going to happen. <laughs> it might be a stretch. I but can. I think he's good, too. Andre Brower, I feel like, can sometimes be a little too big for me. But I, I did like him in this part. Oh, I think man. it was good. Again, if you see else? it as him trying to, him just being being yeah. homosexual. and Repressed. Really like, like his character, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. Um, was there anyone else that stuck out to you? What about like the young couple? Either of them did you like? I did. The girl, she's from um, another Stephen King show. What is the 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 man in the high high tower? Okay. Yeah, she she's a star in that. Uh, I think she does pretty good. She has this really awkward, bashful face that she. She's I okay. think she nails. Yeah. Um, I like I like the guy the the soldier that he, again names are killing me here. There's so many. What's his name? Um, Private Wayne Jessup, Sam Sam Whitwer, Sam Whitwer. Yeah, I do like him. He's done a few things. He act- yeah, yeah. He actually did a. He was in a movie with Joe Minoso that we used to work with. Oh wow, yeah. A good one. What's the movie? I don't. It was crap. I think I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> but he was. And then it. of course another one from Walking Dead was Melissa McBride, Melissa Susan McBride, who's the gray-haired lady in The Walking Dead. Who's I don't know. Has she died yet in The Walking Dead? Oh, yeah, I she's made it so no, she's, far. No, I think she's. I mean, I stopped at like season four or something, but yeah, she was one I of the main characters still. Ago. She yeah, she died, was. She'd like gotten, um, gone off on her own, but she had still, she eventually made her way back. I like I her. her. I think she's good. No, she, she killed it in this too. She was only on there for two or three scenes, but she was, maybe right. even two scenes, but she was, she was phenomenal. Uh, let's go ahead and pentagram them up. What are we giving um, Halloween in terms of our pentagrams? I love the sheriff. The sheriff immediately gets a point because he is Chucky. I do... I mean, I think the acting kind of knocks it down quite a bit. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't want to go above a two point five. Okay, I'll give it two point five. Two point five for our ensemble there, and we're gonna give a three point five to Mist. I want to say a four. It's <laughs> not a four. The kid is not that great. There are some. It's also a horror here. movie, so it's not going to be Academy Award winning. And like you even said with our lead, he does some silly stuff, Tom Jane, he, at times. He does. Gonna but bring I still me down a point like five. Like it, but I still like what he does. <laughs> like I do want to fine if you want to go 3.5 Andre Brower's too big at times it's got to be a 3.5 alright fine I'll do 3.5 <laughs> alright let's is, move is, on this to... isn't the Shawshank I mean this didn't win an awards I'm no, trying to base this no, on more movies here but I don't know there's some like Misery There's it's pitch perfect that's an ensemble of four you know yeah this that's is true not that was that. actually pretty that's phenomenal that's not that um, let's move on to the surviving characters we only have how many do we have in Halloween here we only have one right Uh, yeah I think so right no Halloween to no, you're right. You're right. Any bracket, the the daughter of the sheriff does theoretically survive. I don't even know what really happened to her. Do you? 
Was she just tossed around? She sure is bloody, but I never saw him actually stab her. Did you? I I don't know. To be honest, I too. I don't out. think so. <laughs> this movie a few times where I don't remember exactly what happened. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't love it. Uh, I really like it. I actually really like it. I, I want to see the second one now, even though I don't got the time for sequels in this month, because I liked it so much. Uh, but it wasn't because of the acting at all. Um, and it probably wasn't because of the final character. I agree with you that our Laurie Strode was just adequate. Scott Taylor Compton, just adequate. I do like that she was a little nerdy. Um, I think she was cuter than Jamie Lee Curtis, if you ask me. But well, yeah, she's also, not the actress that Jamie Lee is. Yeah, and I, yeah, I find I don't seventies <laughs> women. I feel like it's harder to find more attractive for me, only because maybe I just wasn't around in the seventies. No, you don't like the severe severe looks that were cast in the seventies. Who do you prefer, Jamie Lee or Sigourney Weaver? Who's your dreamier? Uh, oh, I, uh, I gotta say, I gotta say Jamie Lee. No, yeah. no, yeah, I don't I know. I don't know. I think they're tied, but I think that was kind of an interesting. They went for more severe looks. Um, not to discredit either of them because they're both beautiful women. It's just uh, not what you see now here in two thousand seven with this. Uh, Scott Taylor Compton, more like you said, an Instagram model as our lead. Yeah, yeah they all look like more, they have filters on for sure. Exactly. Versus an everyday girl, somebody you see in your neighborhood, I feel like. Um, okay, let's pop over then and talk about... Actually, before we do that, the means of escape for the surviving girl. Did you like that last sequence? Because for me in Halloween, her crawling through the rafters in that house when he just was going after her relentlessly, he just killed Loomis um, by essentially squeezing his head, I guess, and he just can't get over it. He's got to go for his sister. Why? And what did he think she was going to understand about him showing that picture when he is a kid and she's a baby, like she can recognize herself as a baby? What was that scene? That was a problem for me. That was, it was weird because I understand why. Because he, he stole his mom's um, uh, gravestone and it was just mm-hmm. in the shot. Like, right. That was the attic, right? Was it the attic? I thought it was a basement, but it could have been the attic. Yeah, whatever. Top or bottom. It, yeah, because had, he had stolen the headstone, which apparently was a half a ton. So this big dude just carrying a thousand pounds worth of stone, which no one saw. He doesn't have a car. Right. Like, you're not which be, was fairly this pointless. B- big, almost seven foot tall dude carrying a thousand pound gravestone. Puts it in the house for who knows what reason. Like, <laughs> like may, I think maybe he did it to, to be like, you know, this is who you are. Oh, I don't think maybe, maybe okay, she so that's know what he's signaling? Is. All right. You know what I mean? So I like, yo, this she is still your never catches on. Does she know by the end of it at all? I, Even I when know. Loomis is like saying, it's not her fault. I don't think I, it's ever actually revealed to her that that's her brother. It's not clear. I mean, I don't... It's not. I don't... I mean, it's hard for the viewer even to be like, that's what he's doing, maybe. Yeah. But maybe that's what he was doing. And I... Again, you have to go back to like his whole motivations, which I'm completely unsure of of like he, yeah he he liked his mom his mom was nice to him and that he liked the baby because the baby didn't do anything to him when he was a kid maybe he uh-huh. felt protective of her so maybe but i, eh, eh, eh. It's, I don't know why Again, did he bother putting that corpse of that coyote where his mom's tombstone was i didn't understand that that seems like a lot of work because he took the gravestone Maybe he so was like, my mom needs to be remembered, there. and this is the only thing All near right. me. Here's a dead thing. Boom. I found that a little bizarre. I felt like it more was. just plot pointing to prove to the sheriff, he's here, he's here. It um, just felt like really more didn't. of Rob Zombie being, let's throw something gross into this let's shot. Let's get some dog corpses up in here. Yeah. Coyote corpses. Fair. Um, okay, popping over to our final character in the mist. We only have one. It's the Pappy. Good old David Drayton. The last Dang. minute. He encourages everybody to kill themselves, and then he kills Best his son. ending in a horror movie ever? It is. It's really Come good. On. It is. Is that what happens in the book? I have no idea. I didn't read the book. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, I, I do mean, think it's super powerful. I think he wanted to live. His determination to survive is unquestionable. Um, why wouldn't he just do it at the last minute when a spider's about to eat his kid? Why does he have to do it then when there's really nothing around them? That's true. Also, it's mm, why wait? Because they, they've been yeah. driving for hours, right? Because he had ran that gas tank down to the bottom. True. So they've been traveling south for, you know, what, 
how long can you get on that car? Four hours of a drive, mm-hmm. and you're still only getting missed, and you had just seen that big thing crawl by. Yeah. And then you're just kind of like, yeah, I'd rather just get a bullet real quick than get munched on by a bunch of monsters. You know what That's I mean? That's fair. The only thing that pissed me off about that scene was I only have four bullets. I'm like, yo, put two heads together. Shoot through the temple. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the geezer's heads, they got some soft skulls. They yeah, that. Th- that, those bones are brittle. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, we, we didn't actually talk about the iconic status of Laurie Strode because, of course, in the first Halloween, Laurie Strode is one of the most iconic final girls ever. They did make a sequel of this. Do you remember if Laurie Strode is in that sequel? Definitely not the actress. I don't know. Okay. Again, it might not. She might have been in there. I don't, I don't remember. It, it was pretty bad. I remember watching it being like, nah, this is kind of dumb. He relied way um, too much on, on sound in the sequel, and it was just oh. obnoxious more than it was anything. Um, okay. I don't remember but the sequel. But David Drayton in The Mist, that's a great final guy. One of the top final guys ever, right? Oh, yeah. You have to great, kill your man. own kid uh, and then haphazardly yeah. survive pretty much. I mean, at the end of this, I would love to just have you play his scream at the end for two and a half minutes. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. Sweet. We'll add his scream at the end there. Yeah. So let's pentagram him up. Um, in terms of Halloween, what are we going to give Laurie Strode? 2.0. Uh, oh, yeah, I'd get... Should we give her a two? That's a generous, but I'll give it a two. I think she deserves a two. She That's won fine. that bad. Um, and then, what are we going to give? 3.5 to our boy? Because he should have been smart enough to hold off on killing his kid. <sighs> David Drayton, you want to give him a four? He has I a want funny to. look. Of course I want to give him a four. He should have been smart enough. His determination to survive is dinged a little bit. Because he is about to kill himself when he hears that, you know, savior, the military coming. Gotta admit, he's about to kill himself, and a surviving character would never consider killing themselves. He's about to kill himself. Yeah, uh, he, he not really. He knew there was no bullet in there. He's putting it in there, and I, he went out and he's screaming. He he just went. Oh, through. that's right. He there killed his kid, man. If you kill your kid. You want to die soon <laughs> after. <laughs> like if you love your kid, right. you're not a psychopath. Well, let's take let's take a point five off just because he didn't put the heads together. And he oh yeah, fuck have had that shit. That was himself. stupid. Yeah, you could have used that right. bullet. Absolutely. Three point five. Um, okay, let's pop over to the setting. Halloween. What did you think about the setting in the Halloween? Did you feel like it gave it a new vibe? Mood it set? Did it set a good mood for you? Not entirely. There's a few things that bugged me about it. Um, I mean, he did he did get. He did stick to the, I feel like, the essence of the original. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Okay. That, that was, it, was it Haddonfield, Illinois? Like, I really felt yes. like it could be a Haddonfield, Illinois, for sure. Yes. Um, and in terms of every time Michael, like, came back to life, we have that Halloween iconic music that I thought was even more effectively done than the first one. The way he used that music in the first one, you mentioned the second one, maybe overextending his hand there. I feel like he did really well with the music design in this one. Yeah, he did a pretty good job. Cause is the first time you hear the Halloween music when he puts the mask on for the first time as he was older? I think they didn't so. use it before then, right? I think it is when he's older, yes. Okay, yeah, that was phenomenal. When you put the mask on and that sound kicks in, you're like, oh, I know what this movie is. Right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I gave him good, good on the sound. I liked his old house, the d- d- dilapidated old house that he used to live in, and ultimately he kills the first couple there, which was, I feel like, good kills. Um, especially the first one, maybe not so much the the naked girl when he just strangles her. That was a little boring compared to... Yeah. I don't know, he was all about strangling in this one. He strangles a few people in this one. He really goes for the neck in a way I've never seen Michael Myers go for before. Um, it is a more primitive But I did kill. like his old house all decrepitated and ultimately where people just party. Did you not enjoy that? I kind of did. I feel like he should have done more with it. Like my the the scene that I hated the most was when he was chasing her and he was uh, jamming the wood into the ceiling to kind of like get her down kind of thing, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and you just have her crawling through it and yeah, there's yeah. cobwebs and stuff. But they could have made that so he could have made agree. it the, way better. The final having, sequence lost me. Honestly. Yeah, but it, that's the biggest. Why not have like, with the exception mice. of the end? The very end, I like the scene with the gun. The three clicks, and he comes alive for that last one, and then she shoots him. Granted, it's probably going to be like a, a Fight Club sort of miss the brain, right? Because of the yeah, that, that two, wasn't too bad. But I really want to finish this real quick. Just in the attic, that scene would have been way better if there was not just cobwebs, but you show spiders, you show 
You show rats crawling around. You know what I mean? Her just crawling through the attic to get away from it. Ah, crap, man. You have her trying to hide, man. Yeah. Things being gross. Because he, he yeah. did such a good job with House of a Thousand Corpses making every shot look gross and every grimy. Crevice. Right. And I feel like he just he didn't do that with this one. That's fair. Uh, I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, so in terms of settings, it's going to get dinged on that one 100%. Did you like... I love the library. This is a short shot, but I thought it was a beautiful library that they shot in. I do like the walking through Haddonfield itself shots. Awesome yeah, with the fall, to the great original. ambient scenes. Um, yeah, I think you brought that back. The cop station was decent. I thought the asylum was cool. Did you like the asylum? Especially the shot where he kills the nurse with the fork. Oh, yeah, that was great. I I, um, I liked his room with all the masks in it. That was pretty... Oh, I liked that's that awesome. One. Yes. Um, uh, but nothing severely new to you. I do feel no. like that. I think you just brought up the most unique part about the setting was his asylum room with all those masks. We've never seen anything like that before with Michael Myers. And then he's yeah. not necessarily addicted to that one mask. He doesn't need to kill. It's just more about covering his face and what he's doing, being able yeah, to get yeah. away with it. That I liked. Uh, okay, pop over to the mist. Gotta, you got to give credit to this setting, right? We're pretty much in the grocery store the whole time. Is there any oh, other movie dude. that does anything like this? Oh, yeah. Um, Dawn of the Dead. That, that all took place in a mall. Mall versus grocers, though. I feel like it's distinctly different, personally. Because it's you still have kind these... of a... You're still just... You know, you're, you're, you know, you have something to say. You know I mean? That one was commercialism. I mean, this one, I think, is more based on society. But we get maybe and get survival, that later, but... too. I feel like a grocer has a different sort of vibe and connotation than a mall. Mall, you go to stuff uh, to get stuff that you want. You go to the grocer to go to stuff to get stuff to eat to survive. You know what I mean? I feel like it's totally a different vibe, even though maybe the aesthetic is a little similar. You got the aisles and stuff, um, and people are able to kind of faction off. There's something about a grocery store. This is not some place you can avoid going pre-Amazon delivery. You know, yeah. everybody has to go to the grocer. In a way, if you're poor, you're not going to the mall. You know, I yeah. feel like it's a beautiful place to just get everybody from every different aspect of life together. The mall doesn't do that. No. I mean, yeah, I love the scene. And it made it interesting for being in one, one place for most for like 9% of the movie. It was, yeah, it was great. Um, the docking bay, I think that's probably my favorite area. What do you think? That was good. The beginning scene bugged me, but that was just mostly CGI stuff. But, yeah. What, what part? What part of the beginning scene? What are you talking about? Oh, just... It's a good movie. Like, I love... They did a great job with the creatures... Uh, but the compositing was pretty bad. Like the tentacles coming in looked really goofy at times, and then when then when uh was it the the bag boy got pulled out from underneath into the mist, that part looks yeah. so g- just cartoonish almost. Did it? I didn't. I didn't feel that way. I, I, I uh, bought it. I yeah, bought no, it. It bugged me a little bit, but again, that was a great scene. You had it is. You, I, you can't. It's hard to talk about the mist without having to go into well. Uh, what it means <laughs> true like, and we're about to do that here let's go ahead and pentagram up these deeper me or i'm sorry the settings what do you want to give halloween for the setting because i think it did a good job i don't think it creates the head and field that the first one does but i think it's just about as close and i personally prefer it to the new version even though i like writers david gordon green and the dude from eastbound and down danny mcbride i like them better as a whole and their body of work better than rob zombie but i feel like rob zombie understands michael myers so much more uh, and I don't know. I, I thought he did a good job with the setting. And we saw some unique places, even when we go to the sheriff's house when he's messing with his daughter and the daughter's boyfriend. I thought the utilization space was great. Uh, I mean, not I mean, missed I'd levels. A, I'd give it a three. I'm with you. I think a three is fair. I think it might even be generous, but I think Zombie does well with something that is so hard to deal with. Did you like this one better than the new one? 2018 no. outing. Um, you know what? I have to rewatch Danny Bride's. I remember okay. not liking Danny Bride's as much as this one. I think that's the one. answer right there, though, because that was last year. Yeah, you know? that one didn't stick out for me as much. No, but also again, when I resaw this one, I hated it a lot more than I remember. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, the Mist. I think once again, when you have the name of the setting or in the, like a setting slash creature as your... Because The Mist, you could almost argue, was a setting in itself, right? Or it's at least ambient nature of a setting. That which is encompassing a setting. you yeah, got to give not. it that 3-5 to the 4. 
was so strong it was a character almost. I'll give it a four on this one. I'm I, not going to yeah, argue with I'm you gonna, on that Can one. you give it a 4.5? No. <laughs> <laughs> Refused. Uh, but let's move on to deeper meanings. Talk about it in Halloween. What's going on there in terms of deeper meanings? I didn't look much for deeper meanings. I was just trying to get through it, honestly. Uh, um you don't you don't feel I like mean, there's any sort do... of like Oedipal? He wants to be with his mother or his sisters, like sort of no, like repress no sexuality. I really there's saw no chance no that sexual uh, gratification or any sort of sexual goals for him. What about um, in terms of the mask? There's deeper meanings in that mask. Yeah, I mean it's just it's almost out in front though. I mean he he explains it. Uh, Loomis kind of explains it. You know like. Uh, you know, I love the color black, and it's like that's void of color. So mm-hmm. he's just the mask is just sort of him that's being true. like, I don't have any feeling. Like he uses the mask to kind of block any emotion. I think he's just maybe the kid was hurt so much that he just he just fucking shuts everything out, and he finds it easier to not deal with people. Maybe people let him down. Uh, kind of I mean, he maybe the mask is just a way of shutting off. Yeah, and he didn't regard himself in a favorable light do you think it has anything to do with i mean we think about like school shooters now and such is it these guys that are bullied or are these guys who think they're not attractive enough to even be part of this world that don't want to even be seen as they actually are and those are the most likely to become this oh you think he was an incel yeah kind of I, I mean, mean yeah yeah michael myers like could the be prototypes of incel. incel he definitely seemed like a serial killer or a mass shooter and I think you could also talk about Loomis and ultimately just the exploitation. You see this now in that um, uh, Netflix show, Mindhunter. Ultimately, when you're exploiting these sick people for your own gain, sort of, um, there's something strange going on there that hadn't, hasn't really happened before, like the exploitation of the mentally ill. Uh, I think there is, there is that we can tap into. Okay, yeah. here's what you've been wanting to talk about. The mess deeper meanings. What the hell? Oh man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up. I feel like there's so much. It, I think the the main the main one is that it's what how different people in society and how they deal with fear and the unknown. I feel mm-hmm. like is like the main thing he's trying to do with this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have so many different kinds of people that are in. Right there together and how they interact with each other and how they're dealing with this because it is unknown like they have no idea what's going on and they're all scared of shit which is why i feel like there's so there's so much about religion in it just because i feel like that's what religion grows from like religion purpose and meaning fear purpose and meaning you know beyond even just religion because religion kind of deals with purpose and meaning but you do have some more atheistic or agnostic characters in here i think you're on the head when it comes to people trying to suss out the ineffable that which cannot be understood right well, yeah, but that's what religion, that's how uh, religion was invented. I mean... Well, religion tries to put a stamp on it. That's why um, well, Marcia Gay well, Harden's character feels like she knows that this is okay, this is the end of the world, we're all going to die, you know? Right, but Not that's, 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 that that's what religion is, though. Religion is, uh, like, religion started because of the sun, right? Like, the sun would come out every 12 hours, and people are like, you know, what is this thing? I have no idea. I'm a, I'm a, I live in a cave. <clears throat> or I... So you you that's a god now that god comes out because I can't explain it and so somebody's like I know what this is this is a god because it makes me feel good about myself I can explain what this is without actually knowing what it is yeah. right so that's what fuck that's just what religion is you're explaining the things you don't understand and you're making yourself feel better about the things that you fear and that's pretty much what, what I think this movie was really commenting about I could be wrong yeah. Right? I think you're right. I think uh, it deals with, like, the question is the answer. You're not supposed to know what's in the mist. And if you try to find out what's in the mist, it's going to destroy you or you're going to be dissatisfied with it um, in, in a grander sense. There's there's never going to be an answer that will satisfy everybody's perspective. And that's what we talked about earlier with everybody's got to go to the grocer, right? The beautiful part about that location is that everybody's there from every walk of life. And they all have their different beliefs. And that's what makes, like, their misunderstanding of what the mist is so beautiful and allegoric to how we all are but yeah you're right i do think marcia harden's religious character is one of the central tenets of it and he is ultimately trying to i don't know criticize satirize those that are super zealous um Mm -hmm. but i think he's also acknowledging the fact that those who think there's nothing is just as dogmatic you know there's there it's not just 
pure blackness like an atheist might might think. I, we don't know if it is, but I'm just, well, he's, he's suggesting it's just as absurd to believe in the opposite with um, conviction when you don't know. It's like a, it's like the the agnostic's handbook here. The question is the answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had uh, you know you had Harden, and then you also had uh, it was uh, Brett Norton, his neighbor, who I think was more of the the science. You know what I mean? He he was more pragmatic about everything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, he was definitely the anti-religion, being like, you know, look, there's nothing out there. Let's just go. I haven't seen anything that said that we can't do this. Right. And, you know, and of course he dies. Um, yeah, and you can definitely say he's they're toiling between the two extremes of you should maybe fear stuff you don't understand. And, well, if you don't understand it, you shouldn't fear it. Let's just figure it out. And there's right. dangers in both sides. Yeah, and like you talked about before, his potential ambiguous sexuality is at hand. Is he misting himself? Is he in the closet sort of thing? Um, and then, of course, the more overt, deeper meanings with can we trust our government to lead us down the right path, specifically our armed services? Are they Oh, that was right a definite us? no, but yeah, they, they definitely brought the government in there. Uh, my favorite yeah. thing was, uh, with because, with, you know, you had those three guys who were, you know, the, the government, the, the army guys, whatever. Right. And I love how when everything was going off and everyone was trying to help each other and do stuff, you never saw those, the government people. <laughs> and then when you did see them, they were kind of huddled together talking about shit. Right. You don't know what they're talking about. And finally, was somebody came and goes, "Yo, can you help us?" And they're like, "Yep, let's do it." <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I definitely, yeah, I definitely saw some. Uh, and ultimately, they they've kind of separated themselves from humanity because they're working towards something, for something larger, more um, uh, yeah, visible also, versus also humanity, like they, they, which everyone else is fighting for. Yeah, they they know like they know what's what's going on. True, and they don't say anything. You know what I mean? That's true. Do you think this could speak to um, the armed forces knowing about aliens and not telling us? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I could definitely. Say, I mean, I'm not saying I believe in aliens. I'm I'm not saying I don't. But yeah, would the government tell us if they knew? No, not unless they were forced to. I don't think so either. I think that's one of the underlying underlying meanings here is ultimately they do know stuff that they know if they, they told us like, we would freak yeah. out like the 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 uh, uh the main guy the the young the young guy who was in love I, i'm not gonna look at these names um he uh he only even confessed to it when he thought he was about to die so you know what mm-hmm. i mean which is a very uh you know a political thing to do it's like yeah i'm gonna hold my stuff yeah. back i'm gonna hold my stuff back and then yo uh, you're going to jail all right all right i'm gonna confess everything everything that i know right yeah, and, and then which, he still dies. That's and he died point. from his own making. Well, it wasn't he didn't do it, but yeah, yeah. It was an instrument of that yeah. mayhem. Um, Halloween. What are we giving pentagrams in terms of deeper meaning? Uh, I mean, one point five, right? Two. Fair. Yeah, I was gonna say two, but yeah, one point five. <laughs> I can't deny it. Uh, it's it's harder to find it there, and the Encel one is just like the only thing. I don't think Rob Zombie was consciously worried about metaphors and deeper meanings as he much as much as he was trying to make a scary movie. And when he, we get yeah, to Fright he was Factor, just trying I'm to explain you, Michael Myers. I do think Halloween is scarier than The Mist, just Fright Factor version. But let's talk about the deeper meanings of The Mist. I want to give it at least a three. I would give it a four. I mean, this the movie, middle? I would give this a four because this is one of the only horror movies where I, I really thought about you, yeah, what that was fair. meant and the characters and, and why they acted certain ways. And, you yeah. know, there's and it's also, you know, Bearbont. So come on. Fair. All right. I'll give it a four. No problem. Let's talk about that fright factor, though. Uh, kill counts in Halloween. It's like insurmountable, right? How many do we have? We have the say three, potentially 12. four to five in the asylum. That's not even including how many kills prior to that as a kid, his family. That's that's three to four more. Um, and then, of course, all the teeny boppers. You got 11, 12, and I think it's like 12. 12 to 13 total. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. At least 13, then, if you count Loomis. He doesn't kill the cop, though, does he? Does he kill the sheriff? What happens to the sheriff? Ah, oh, dude, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. He kind of like falls out. off the radar. I think I went. I think I went and I, I made a sandwich. <laughs> Fair enough. But quality of kills. Did you like these quality of kills? What did you think about the strangling, the him stabbing the guy into the wall and having him hang there by his uh? Which no, plate? that one pissed me off. Him hanging there. You didn't did think he you just think leave he just his knife buried into him? 
why would no he way. just why why Too would heavy? he leave his knife buried into him? Wouldn't you take the knife with you to kill someone else? I think he was just looking at it there for a second while it was hanging. No, he was up know. there for a second. He walked away. He left. You're probably him. right. That's not the same knife he uses. Then no, he doesn't use a knife. He strangles yeah, he just, the girl. Yeah, I think he just left it into him. But like, why would you do that? He's like, I don't need a knife. Well, maybe like, maybe he just wanted. He didn't. Was the girl uh, has the, the other one left in the it. house? Do you think it's a little weird that Michael Myers, when he wore the sheet, like he was the ghost, like he was pretending to be the boyfriend with? Yeah, her? that was kind of stupid. That was that's obvious. not something he would do, right? No, no, I don't think that so was either. Just goofy. It's Unless he had a sense of humor, he was like, "This will be I, funny." Exactly. I don't think he would do that um, at all. A sound design. I'm giving this one big points. I love the music and sound in this in terms of the fright factor. I jump scared way more than I did in the mist. I don't know about you. Did you? Uh, well, I think what I liked about the mist was the lack of sound was creepy. Yeah, didn't really have that's any a good point. That's soundtrack fair. in it. It was just the sounds of you know. Rope. I want to talk about that rope. When can we talk about that rope? That might be scare factor. <laughs> uh, what's your scariest scene in Halloween? Um, what? I love his stalking. While you think about it, for me, it's when she sees him just looking at her from the library. It's these more subtle moments that really fucking makes Michael Myers scary to me. Is that he does stalk. He loves to stalk. And when they're just walking home from school and he's there across the street and they're even like talking to him, kind of goading him, you creep or whatever. Uh, those are the moments that like you goad him into doing what he does ultimately. And that's that's scarier than anything else. Not realizing you're taunting an incel, you know, I mean, I can see other that. Than that it, it's kind of stereotypical in terms of how people die and stuff. There's nothing super unique. Um, and and to, to, to a degree, it's a little lazy with the kills. There's nothing crazy fun well i don't think he was trying to be goofy with the killing which a lot of i think horror movies especially when they were really hitting their prime in the 80s were just coming up with ridiculous especially jason i think had just ridiculous ways of killing people where you're like that's absurd fair i think he avoided a little unique though i think he did but i think the Uh, creepiest thing for me it's more realistic then he's just strangling and stabbing that's it yeah it was realistic i think the creepiest scene for me was when he killed uh fucking trio man yeah, that's because he actually cared for that. He was the one character where you're like, "Come on, man, he was nice to you." Like, and then he drowns him, like, and then smashes him with the TV. Yeah, that was pretty horrific. I'm going to take worse. mine back though. I'm going to tell you in terms of the actual horror sequences. When she's running away after seeing the sheriff's daughter there, she's going back to her home or back to the home of the boy she's babysitting, and the girls there too, and they barely let her in in time. And they shut the door, and then. The kids are there when Michael just like slams into the the window on the door and everybody's screaming and the kids are freaked out and they run up the stairs. To me, that moment got me. I don't know. When you when you add the kids, I don't remember seeing kids be freaked out by Michael Myers until the new one. You got a kid in the new one. Um, Hey, did you recognize that the young boy in it? Have you seen him in anything else? No, but I feel like you did. I did. I did. Santa Clarita Diet. He is the uh, the boyfriend, the guy next door. Is it really? Yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah. he's, he's in uh, Righteous Gemstones now, too. Far out, yeah, I didn't notice that. Which was kind of cool. Um, like so Fright Factor-wise, what are we going to give it, pentagrams-wise, before we talk about The Mist? I mean, I feel generous with the 2.5. Okay, I mean, it's it's mood at this point, <laughs> so I'll do that, but I would have given it a 3. I would have given three. it a 3. You know what, give it a 3. All right, I'll give it a three. <laughs> give it a um, three. Okay, so what's the scariest part of the mist? I don't necessarily think this is its strong part. I think the deeper meanings, the atmosphere, the ensemble, antagonists are the stronger points than the actual fright factor of it. What scared you in the mist? I mean, the, the point of the mist, I think, was to be scared of the people around you right. in a crisis, right? Yes. I mean, and, and that, yeah, you're scared of that, the religious people. And I, I was scared of the dumbasses. the mechanic, the drunk mechanic's scary, too. Yeah, the dumbasses, the, the one, dumb ones who are just looking for uh, right. someone to put all their, I don't know what's going on, I'll believe right. whatever. You know what I mean? That the was ignorant definitely people. the scariest part. I mean, they had you know a few jump scares with the bugs and stuff, but... Right. Um, yeah, this wasn't like a, you know, this wasn't a slasher movie. It was a... It was more of a heady, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was just, you know, just a, a mood. Yeah, definitely a mood. So, what piece. are we gonna give it? I want to give it a four. A four for fright <laughs> factor is not possible. Fine, fine. Yeah, okay, fright factor. Maybe not super scary. 
Two point five to three. How scary was Max. when you walked in when they walked into the pharmacy and just those bugs came the out of that? The pharmacy is a great scene. Come on, pharmacy that, is that a was, great scene. I'll give it a three. Right. I think a three, three is fine. fair. I'm fair with three. All right. The bell has rung. The mist is the most iconic mainstream horror film of the year 2007. It won by a, a hearty margin. Um, nevertheless, I would say if you're a Halloween fan, it is worth looking at Rob Zombie's Halloween. I don't know about two. I haven't seen it for a while. But the first one I like, especially if you want an understanding of where Michael Myers uh, is born from. Um, I want to thank Scott Allen for uh, another fascinating take on these two films in contention. Uh, Scott, how do people follow you on social media? Instagram at Stupid Consumer or uh, uh, Twitter the BM Bucket. Um, and of course, if you want to support the podcast, you can hit up my uh, media hub at parasociable.com where you'll find my novel, you'll find some musics, you'll find some comedy horror shorts. Go ahead and check that out. Is there anything else you want to say about The Mist, considering how much you do love it, Scott, as we close this out? Yeah, I just want to. I want. I want to go out on David Drayton screaming for two minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll first have we'll first have the bell ring, and then we'll have the the scream will uh, will resound. I guess is the way to put it. So, um, again, thank you for listening. And as they say in the business, the bell has rung.